0: What got you to Buffalo? Um,
1: so, like, now I'm in Chicago. Uh, and like I said, like, uh, that was my first, I wouldn't say full, full year, but, like, I finished, like, you know, the the season in Chicago. And I played really, like, you know, well. Like, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be great. I didn't have an expectation, right? The Blackhawks was out of the playoff, right? I mean, when I get called up to finish the season and I played a young kid, so everything was good. So we started the next season, and now we have pressure right now like our expectation because like we finished the season with the Blackhawks like I think their last 25 games were like I'm not joking like 18-7 you know what I mean like every team was the team were not dressing up like their players at the end they were getting ready for playoff we were out right so expectation expectation were a little bit higher and uh, I came in and uh, I was playing okay but not saying that you know what I mean like I was supposed to be like you know what I mean like First round, third overall, right? You know what I mean, like you got to, you know, create some offense or at least like makes things happen. And the didn't really go my way. Like, you know, what I mean, things didn't go well. And uh, a new GM came in in, Bo- uh, in Chicago and his word was he has to do a cleanup, right? He has to clean. Yes. So send me to the minor for two weeks and I'm in Orlando getting ready to go play a game. And uh, I got a call. Uh, that he just trade Doug Gilmore to Buffalo, and I was part of the trade, right? So like there was uh, me, well Doug Gilmore, me, and uh, for Michael Grossack, but the Saber and Chicago had to pay half of the salary of Gilmore still, right? So it was like pretty much like Gilmore three million myself for Michael Grossack, and uh, so again. This is a huge wake-up call for me too, as well, right? I was like, "Holy cow, man! That's gonna be my 13." I'm like, "I'm not even 21 yet, right?" <laughs> I'm like, "I just turned 21. It's my third team in the NHL." Like, I was like, "Okay, that really, I gotta that really went it through your mind." Yes, I was like, "Man, is it me? Like, you know, what's going on?" So, right away, like, I talked to a few people, and my agent is like, "You know, Buffalo." Like, I said, like, supposedly they said, like, you know, the trade doesn't happen if you know. What I mean, I'm not part of the trade right but it was just a young player right back then like the Sabres wanted a young player to take uh, Gilmore's salary right so I'm like okay right I mean and after that I saw that Darcy was there and I remember Darcy from the draft I remember that Darcy was always nice and talking to me right he was always really nice so I'm like man you know I mean that could be good right so really good and uh and back then too like I get to Dominic Ashek was the goalie right and uh so i'm looking at the stats and like i said my stats were not that great at that time but i still had nine goals right i think it was something like that like uh, in my second year anyway i look at the stats and i'm like wow right you know i mean like i'm uh, i'm ranked like in the top 5 in the sabers right now because they cannot score goals either but they were winning games like one to nothing right so, like, I was like, man, I'm going to have a chance to play. So, I get there, and right away, like, you know, Darcy, like, and right away they said, like, no, we're in the playoff run here. Like, you know, you're going to go, like, we want you to learn the system, learn, the, like, you know, how we function and everything. So, they sent me to Rochester and, um, you, you know, went to the Calder Cup final that year. Yeah. So, uh, did really well. And after that, that's when everything changed, right? I mean, like, I really felt like structure. Every game in the playoff, like, you know, Lindy, Darcy, like everybody from Buffalo was there because they just, they, they lost in the first round. They had a good run, but they lost in the first round. This is something that's pretty special, pretty cool that, you know, I mean, everybody's here watching and coming talk to the players after games. game. So the next year, like I had a good training camp and Sabres, it is.
0: Didn't something happen in one of those? I know what happened between the years when you got here and I got here. Cause I, I, I started playing in Buffalo in 03, four, That would have been your fourth season. So didn't something happen between 2000 and 03 where like you were, you had a bonus for like a hundred grand. If you scored a certain amount of goals and they took you off the power play cause they, they didn't want to pay you cause they, they were having oh. financial <laughs> issues. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs>
1: I had par play. uh, That's what. That's
0: uh, the. Listen. That's what your teammates were saying about the situation. So
1: I I see it now, like the cap and everything like that. So yes, I had a bonus. It was full par play goals and stuff. So like I had to be uh, careful there. You know, I mean every time, like you know, because like I was playing. Um, Most of the time, like, you know, at that time, like, Andrew Chuck, like, you know, was there, like, playing on the first PP, right? And I was on the second most of the time in front of the net. So, always looking at the clock, right? I mean, I was like, okay, come on, par play, right? I mean, because, obviously, like, it's a team sport. But, uh, to be honest, you look at your stats, you look at your points, you want to win. But, at the same time, you're like, man, if I get, like, you know, two more goals here, like, it's a pretty big deal. So, like, uh, yes, just came up short, uh, you know what I mean? but obviously. We, uh, we had issue with ownership at that time. It was, uh, the Regis family. Yeah. Adelphia. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, you know what I mean? Went bankruptcy and everything like that. So we had a lot of issue with that. So, you know I mean? With the what was that? Was so- that
0: stressful for the players at the time? I was playing in the minors. So we weren't, we weren't feeling the wrath of that, but did, were you guys getting paid on time or were, how were you getting no, paid? No,
1: like, you know, we had a few paychecks that were late. Uh, the league came in and explained it. Uh, you know, we really fortunate that, uh, We had some great leaders like, you know, with, uh, you know, Stu Bard's, Gilmore, Andrew Chuck, and all those guys. We had some great leaders in Buffalo like to lead the way and just, you know, I mean, like make sure that guys don't panic, but to make sure we're on top of it. Everything was done kind of well for that situation, but uh, it was not ideal. You know, it was not just our paycheck. It was just like, you know, the way, like, you know, the flying in the hotels and the meals and stuff, like, we were not sure what's going to happen. And, uh, it was a pretty uh, crazy time watching the news and seeing like everything happening, like about ownership and like you know what was going to happen. But uh, yeah, like you know, the league stepped in.
0: Were the were the players embarrassed?
1: Well, uh, no. Like I said, like you know, for me, I was still young, right? I mean, and I'm like, okay, like there's nothing really we can do. We're still going to play hockey. You know what I mean? Like we're still here. Like they told us there was no way that the team was not like not finishing the season. And I'm like, okay, you know, what I mean, there's nothing else here we can do. And like I said, our leadership group was unbelievable, and we just said, "Listen, you know, what I mean, like, let's just go play hockey," and uh, that's what happened. You know, what I mean, like we we finished the season, and uh, and we uh, we had some interesting, uh, you know, people coming in and uh, in and out, like you know, to uh, to help and buy the team and stuff. So,
2: talk about bonuses. I don't even know if you've if you remember this story, JP, but there was a story back with Pavel Dimitra who was playing on uh for the St. Louis Blues at the time. Do you did you ever hear this story before?
0: About a bonus so. that he had. No. So
2: Pavel Dimitri back in 1999 um had a $500,000 bonus, Ooh. okay, for getting um 40 goals I think it was. So the St. Louis Blues at the time um the LA Kings had pulled their goaltender. It was a 3-2 game. Pavel Dimitra on the ice. He skates down the ice. He's got an easy open netter to shoot it in. But he also has his right winger, Scott, um, Scott Young, who also has a bonus. And he has a $300 bonus if he scores this goal. So Pavel Dimitra decides that he's going to pass it to his winger, Scott Young, so he could get his bonus. Here's the thing. Scott Young shoots the puck. It's blocked by the defenseman. Okay. So neither of them get the bonus. And they, they talked about this at the end and they were asking Demetra, like, like, what are you doing? You had an easy open net shot to score your 40th goal. Okay. And have 90 points. And you decided to pass it over to your, to your winger. And, Here's the thing. Neither of those players got their bonus. Okay. But this went around the league and I was told, and I'm going to have to fact check this, but I was told that the St. Louis blues gave him his bonus.
1: This is because it's literally
2: was the, one of the most unselfish plays in NHL history that this young man had the opportunity to get a bonus of 500000 They asked him after the game, why did you not shoot the puck in the net? And he's like, I wanted my winger to get his bonus. And this this went around the league. And I think from what I was told, the St. Louis Blues honored that and paid him. And I'm going to fact check that for everybody out there. But I rem- I've heard but I this hope multiple it's right. Otherwise, times.
0: you just literally wasted Three and a half solid minutes that JP and I could have been having a better JP, conversation. JP. No, but this is pretty JP, cool if it's true, is...
1: because like this is the what you play the game for, right? I mean, those stories, like, you know, it's all balls, your teammate, you know what I mean? Like your teammate, the team is always bigger, like you know what I mean, bigger than I, right? You know what I mean? Like, this is pretty cool story if it's true. Yeah. Well, I know it's true that he passed, but if it's true that he got paid, that's even better, right? You know what I mean? But that story is just yeah. to tell you, like, you know what I mean, like. Some of the players that you play with, you know. What I mean, don't get me wrong, they're not all like that. You know, what I mean, like <laughs> everybody's different. That's what makes a team, right? Everybody brings that's something right. different to the table. But like, you know, this is pretty uh that's a pretty cool story.
0: What was your highlight here as a Buffalo Saber? Was it your your OT winner, game winner in, in the conference finals?
1: Uh individually, yes. That feeling was unbelievable. Um, like I said, it's a team sport. That goal for me, again, right? I mean, like, looking back, when they called the stars and I got the first star, like, everybody's still in the ring, s- screaming, and I'm by myself on the ice, and I got 17,000 people just screaming, and I can tell them they're just, like, you know, their eyes are fixed on me, and, like, it was unbelievable. Every experience that I had, like, playoff in Buffalo, they were they were unbelievable. The year that we lost to Pittsburgh Game 7, you know, with Dominic Ashek in that, I thought, like, yeah, uh, we, uh, we had a pretty good run. We played against uh, Jager and Lemieux. And, uh, you know, it's Kasparitis who scored a game-winning goal from the blue line with a weak wrist shot that had eyes, right? I mean, like, uh, we never know what happened after that. Like, go play New Jersey, and maybe it's us going to win that cup that year. But, um, you know, that year in 2006 was really special. group of guys that we had there was, you know, pretty uh, pretty amazing. And uh, Is, it, that was, is like, it one of know, the
2: tightest teams you've ever played on?
1: I will say yes, yes, but like, you know I mean, it was, uh, it all started, like, for me, like, you know I mean, it all started, like, a, a few years before that, that the guys leaving their mark, right, I mean, like, like I said, Gilmore, Red Warner, Jamie Key, Jamie was still there, but like, Red Warner, like, always making sure that we're always together, and I know Buffalo, like, everybody's like, you know, around the league, Buffalo has a bad reputation about the city, right, I mean, like, I don't want to live there, right, but and I told everyone the same thing, man. This is the best time. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, you know, I, I was in Nashville. I retired in Nashville. I'm not in Buffalo. But, like, you know, I live here when my kids are in school. Like, everything was set up. But Buffalo, I really love Buffalo. I still do. I try to go back as much as I can. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that group was unbelievable. But it all started with those guys. I never seen a group of guys, like, after that, even, like, you know, Chicago, right? Chicago, we were tight. Nashville, too. Went on the road. But in Buffalo, like, we were together at home as well. We we're doing something at home, like everybody was there. Like Red was like, "Okay, I'm having dinner." Like you know, like the Y, like everybody was there, and it was the same thing after that. Group of guys like we, it just stayed here. And and I'm not saying that left after that when you know Jay left, myself, like you know Danny B, Drew, uh, Chris Drury, like you know, I mean those are the guys that were making sure that we were stick together and everything like that and after that like all those guys laugh, and i i kind of lost touch so i don't know what happened right you know, what i mean like if they all stick together and everything like that but they have some good young kids too right you jp I mean? palmer roise like Vanick, you know yeah. i mean T- tim conley taylor piatt you know what i mean like all the young guys were there it was unbelievable but yeah that group didn't matter right we had like French, Canadian, Russian, Czech, uh, even the guys from the uh, the Ontario league, right? You know what I mean like we all stick together. <laughs> but like we're all together all the time. It was amazing. It was so much fun. In
0: 06-07, we went on to win the President's Trophy and we lost to Ottawa in the conference finals. And I will say this until I'm dead. We were missing two crucial pieces to that team. Two. We lost them both the year before. We lost you, and we lost Jay McKee. Why Why did you not end up coming back? What happened? I feel like like there was something about, did they not offer you just a $10,000 raise after the season you just had? The year before, you were making one point something, and they offered you $10,000 more, and you just had 40 points in 50 games?
1: So what happened is, uh, yeah, so like we have a lot of guys who went to arbitration. Right. A lot of us. And uh, so what happened is uh, uh, we all won our cases. You know, I mean, it was me, Briere at that time. I think Adam Mayer. I think there was two more, though. I got to remember. And the last two to get our arbitration was me and Danny. Right. Me and Danny B. And and that's just what happened. So I went to arbitration. Everybody says like, "Oh man, this like you know arbitration is a nightmare, right?" I mean, like it's gonna be terrible. And then I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm gonna go sit there." So we're calling, and I mean, and Darcy. So, but but at the
0: time, what were you hoping to get to stay? Like, what would what would it have cost Buffalo to keep you?
1: Well, at that time, right? I mean, I just had 20 goals, like you said, 40 points and 50, and uh, we were asking three million a year for 20 goals. And everything like that, right? I mean like 2.9, right? Because I was making one nine the year before that. So we were asking 2.9 for uh, what four, four or a year five or years. Like a few more.
0: I'm sorry. How many years were you asking for?
1: Uh well at that time, like not to go to arbitration was one year, but we we're open to get more, like a few more years at three million. And uh and to like I said, from I cannot, I was not in a room from what I've been told is that, you know, Darcy was not allowed to negotiate with anyone. He was like, you know, one year deal, you know what I mean? Like, and bring everybody to arbitration, right? Tom galassano like, you know what I mean? Like was the new owner at that time. And that's the way he wanted to do it. Right. Everybody a one year deal and stuff. So, so when we went to arbitration, uh, it was unbelievable. Like, you know what I mean? Like Darcy was there you know and I mean, like and talking and, uh, Everything that he said was pretty much true. You know what I mean? It was like, listen, like JP is a great player. And, and sorry, he's a really good player for us, but you know, he's not like you know what I mean, like uh, an all, like you know what I mean, an all star and stuff like that. And like, so when the judge decided, it's like, okay, like I don't understand, I, I don't understand this, right? You know what I mean? It's like, why is that? You know what I mean? You guys are saying all those things. Look at these points. He only has, like, a 10,000 raise after, like, you know, everything you guys have been saying. Like, you guys didn't say anything, saying, like, he's a bad teammate or, like, anything. You guys didn't say anything bad. Didn't really give him anything at all. I think he was handcuffed to tell the truth, but, like, we'll never know until, you know what I mean? Like, he, he spoke, right? So arbitration came in, and I got awarded uh, 2.9, and uh, and Briere got awarded. a oh, man, I don't remember. I think it was $5 million, $5 million, I think it was something. Half. Yeah. Half, something like five, that. Right. So five. I knew at that time, like, you know, with the cap, you know what I mean? There was only room for one more, like one guy that was going to be him or me. Right. You know what I mean, so and I knew right away, I'm like, okay, like I'm out, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be me. The only thing that, uh, looking back that I would not say like, yeah, I would say hurt me a little bit, hurt my feeling. You know what I mean? It's the point that when I was with the Sabres, I really felt that uh, obviously didn't always go away. I get that, give everything I got. You know I mean? I really love playing for the Sabres. I think I was respectful and give back to the community and stuff like that. So uh, you were a I massive a call. piece to that I, team. On until the until I all I would get a ice. call, right? I didn't get a call. I find out, you know, Danny Briere calls me and said like, Hey JP, like the, they just called me and they said that uh, you know, what I mean, like they're gonna uh take my contract. So that's how I find out that I was not gonna be, you know, with the Sabres. Right. They didn't I mean, even so, call
0: they didn't call you at all. Oh,
1: they called me after instead of being the first call, say like, hey, we're not gonna that would have been so like I find out a player from the player and yeah. uh, at that time uh I was driving back. From Montreal because my grandfather just passed away. So like uh, I was driving back to Buffalo and it was all over the news, right, on the radio and everything. Like oh, Danny Briere just like you know uh, they accept his quality, not his arbitration and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, somebody's gonna call me, right? Somebody's gonna call me. And took a while before they call. And when they call, everything happening. You know, I mean, they said like we can try to fit you in. You know, I mean, for for one more year, but like. I had to huge take a huge pay cut, and at that point, I'm like, you know what, like, I'm like, no, like, I'm not coming down as a huge pay cut to play one year. Or so, so when like, you
2: talk about the salary cap, you're talking about the Sabres salary cap or the league salary
1: cap? I think there was uh, there was no
2: there was no league salary cap. It, the this let let's get some straight. The Sabers are were cheap,
1: man. Yeah, that was a cap. Galisano, I mean? a
2: cap. G- Galisano came in and, you know, he, he tried to run a team on pennies on the dollar, and this team was incredible. Max Finneganoff, Jury, Codalik, Briere, Connolly, Vanek, Roy, uh, Campbell, Heck, Dumont, uh, Pommelville, Gostak. T- you don't have to tell like, us, Craig. We It is we absolutely on the team. an unbelievable <laughs> team, and yeah. you guys were super crazy young at the time. And, and I hate to say it, this is where... You're gonna look back on everything, or I'm sure you do, and you're like, Man, if we would have had different ownership, it would have been completely different here in Buffalo.
1: I really believe so, right? Because we're all like all wanted to stick together. I remember Bria, right. Drew, Jay, like you know what I mean. We are all very tight, but we want to sign long-term deal. And they knew our attention. We always wanted to stay and and be all together. And we were young, and it was not like young, like we we're all like early twenties we would have been able to stick there for a long term because we knew and there was a cap too if i'm not mistaken ribs i know it's a long time ago but uh there was a cap like you know a salary cap as well that was right after the lockout in 05 remember we had a lockout in 05
0: yep yep so yeah but there i was think a cap. What, i think the cap that craig's talking about is the is the gallasano the internal, internal cap, cap the internal well cap. there was
1: an internal cap but there was a cap as well and we were pretty yeah. close that year in 06 oh, because I, of like I, yeah. you know Briere, like and everything in Brewery. Uh, maybe
2: we were yeah, I, all I can, I, I can just remember this JP, like, you know, I came to Buffalo, got traded to Buffalo. I was beside myself. I was so angry that I got traded to Buffalo on, on a number of different reasons, which I won't go into. And now all of a sudden you realize the different spectrums of certain teams in the league. Right. Yeah. And, and, and Buffalo, there's a reason why people didn't want to come to Buffalo because they, they. It you know, it was it was it was a Mickey Mouse organization that was run on a on a very, very low budget. Everybody sits there, and I think Darcer Gear is brilliant. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant hockey mind in what he put together with Lindy Ruff for so many years on such a low budget. I think they've been brilliant.
1: I agree. Like it's I said, just, for me, like you know what I mean, like those years, like you know what I mean, like uh when the new ownership came in, like ribs like if you needed a stick you have to break you have to bring one to exchange so like even your broken stick you can not even like you know sign it and give it to a kid you literally have to you know to bring it back to do an exchange if you wanted a new stick i got i was getting uh you know i mean during warm-up giving pucks away and stuff like that and i i I got like you know tap of the shoulder stop doing that you know stop wasting our puck (laughs) Like
2: yeah yeah listen i mean and now you look at the difference in buffalo the Pagulas have come in and have completely changed the mindset of the outside, okay? One thing about the city, you like it or you don't, but the inside, you know, the Pagulas came and spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on the dressing room, on the training facility. It's completely state of the arts like all of they went and put so much money into it and now it's like people that come to buffalo are like wow this is unbelievable and that's yeah. what's special about you know having that owner that is literally buying in to wanting to make the team better and the pagulas have done that since the day that they came
1: yeah they just came a little bit too late you know what i mean if they would have been there in 06 you know what i mean yep. like Oof. I agree with you. And I mean, like, and like, you look around the league, even right now, I know it's the draft coming, but like, look at Calgary, right? Why is everybody wants out? It's an old rank. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, and I'm not saying like, you know, play like, you know, we, it's not being fancy. It's just like, well, I'm going to become a free agent or like, you know what I mean? Or not or like I'm getting close. Like all That's the right. teams, they take care of the players so much. And I'm JP, not saying it Calgary sh- doesn't. It was I'm a, a shit hole like, years okay.
2: ago when I was playing in 2010, it was it was just run down. It's a rundown building. And then all of a sudden you look at all these state of the art buildings with with all of the facilities that they have for even the the uh visiting teams. Yeah. It is it's ju- just incredible. And I mean, when you walk into the shower in Calgary and you got one shower that's spitting a little bit of water out, and then the next one spitting it all to the the right and the left. I mean, hey. and you're all standing there. You got like 20 guys standing in there trying to. There's like five showers that don't work, and one spitting like a missile. Do you remember that? Jeez. I mean, it's,
0: <laughs> JP, <laughs> did you ever have a conversation with Roisy after the CD you put on of the radio interview? <laughs>
1: No, but it was fun. Like, Rosie, like, I think why Rosie was able to be the player that he is, is just there's a cockiness about him, like a good one, right? I mean, like, not he stood up for himself and everything like that, and he loves that stuff, right? I mean, I think he was driving, you know what I mean? Like, every time that the guys were talking about, he loves people talking about, it, right? And I think that what made him the great player and the great guy that he was. But, yeah, like, he came in, and he broke the mold, I think, in Buffalo, because I remember, like, you know what I mean, like, the rookie were coming up, you know what I mean? You have to keep your mouth shut, play hard, you know, do what you're supposed to do. And and after that, you know, you get more comfortable. But he came in and he was comfortable. He did stuff. We did stuff. Uh, But yeah, like uh, that was uh, funny because a self-proclaimed uh, nickname. And when I heard it on the radio, when his girlfriend at that time, at that time, right? I mean, like called the him by Roisy, the, the Roisy, Roisy, on the radio, like I said, man, I got to record that. And I put him in the locker room and it was awesome. His uh, girlfriend was in Rochester at that time, right? And she did a radio show, I think, in Rochester like talking about, and when she said like, yeah, like, you know I mean? The Rosie and I and stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh. You know I think what so got you funny.
0: What got you was that he, he just hadn't, he'd, he'd only played a like, you know, not even a half a season on the team yet. And she was claiming he was already given a roster spot. And I think that's, that's what you, that's what you, you played in the yeah. locker room. It was, well, Rose, it, it, and, was
1: uh, it was such a good player and, it, you know I mean? A great guy, but like, yeah, as a rookie, like, well, oh, I remember what time, like, you know, he came up with, uh, you know, and back then, right. I mean, he was just coming out of his, like, you know, what I mean? but he came up with like a, a pink light, uh, like, you know, bright, light, bright pink uh, thing was like, uh,
0: we were in photo. Philadelphia. He and I bought those together in Atlanta at the Lacoste store. He had the balls to wear it. I never would have worn that to the rake my rookie year. So he we wear
1: it, right? And we give him a hard time. It was like, you don't, you cannot wear this again, blah blah blah. So the next day you wear it again just to test, right? I mean that's all he was. So I remember uh we grabbed it and I said we I'm not gonna say who else was involved, but like we grabbed it and uh we used a sharpie and we put we put a big nine in the back and Roy. Right. I mean, and we have uh, we have the trainer at that time. Uh, I think it was George Babcock. Yeah. We're in Pittsburgh for uh, morning skate. And remember the igloo, like all high. It was like, you know, I mean, so we had him to go put it and all the way up in the ceiling, pretty much like, you know, in the jersey. So when we do morning skate, we can tell like, you know, it was so bright. We saw it from the top. You know, we thought it was going to be the end of it. But, uh, no, no, Rosie went you guys got, autographed. Uh, it was
0: like Bobby or Wayne Gretzky, Gordy Howe, the French <laughs> connection, like he had a whole bunch of legendary autographs and then we get back to Buffalo and he comes in with a brand new, fresh, clean one. Do you remember that?
1: Oh yeah. That's what I said. That's why I was like, you know, that we have something special here.
0: <laughs> and you guys went, you did the exact same thing again, $80, $80 golf shirts.
1: Like I said, you know what I mean? Like I think, uh, you know, undersized player back then too. Like, you know what I mean? I know it was like, you know, the rules were a little bit different, but like, you know what I mean? Like uh, the game was, uh, you know, different back then too. It was still pretty tough. It was rare to see some undersized guys.
0: How was Nashville to play?
1: Nashville was different. We live here, right? Love Nashville. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you know what I mean? I came here in Nashville. Like uh, we had a really good uh, roster in 2007 as well. The Paul Carrillo and, Uh, you know, Jason Arnott, Steve Sullivan, uh, uh, Shea Weber, like Ryan Suter, like her team was uh, pretty legit as well. And uh, But it was just different. It was more uh, loose, different coach, Barry Trotz at that time, more like, uh, uh, I would say a coach player. Uh, He knew everything. Like, you know, I love Lindy. Don't get me wrong. I think Lindy was a great, I really enjoyed playing for Lindy, but totally the opposite of Barry Trotz when I got here, you know, when I signed my contract with the press, like got a call from everybody from coaching assistant coach, everything. And when I get to, uh, to the airport, you know, to come to meet them, uh, it was the, the coach coaching staff came to pick me up and drive me to the airport, me and my wife to the hotel, took us out for dinner. You know what I mean? Like David Poyle and the coaches took us out for dinner, just something a little bit different there, like different, uh, I will say atmosphere. Uh, and it was so laid back. I remember, uh, we play our first game against uh, the Sabres, right? I mean, so I wanted to win so bad, you know what I mean? Like against you guys, you are there.
0: Remember. And uh, that's
1: the game. That's the game that uh, Scotty Nickel with us came in and uh, punch. Uh, what was it? Mailer, right? Uh Yes, Spacek. Sorry. Spatchek, right? And I mean, but you guys kicked the.
0: Like, like six, nothing.
1: Uh, maybe it was more than that, but it was six. Yeah. Six or eight, nothing. You guys beat us. And I remember I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be a disaster because a game like that with Lindy the next day would have been like no puck and skating, right? I mean, I was like, oh, my, it's going to be a disaster. So I'm in a locker room and then Trotsy comes in, I remember, and Trotsy's like, oh, okay, this is uh, this is someone we're going to, you know, we got to forget about this one, boys. So uh, uh, you guys have fun tonight. We'll see you guys in two days. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. I'm like, what? Like, I'm looking around, everybody's just like, not big deal, right? You know what I mean, it's like, okay, boys, we're good here. Poker is like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and we went to win like this next set. I couldn't believe it. So I remember coming out and going, talking to you guys. And and I remember like, you know, Danny B and then you guys were coming. It's like, oh man, you guys, oh, you're going to skate tomorrow. Like, I was like, actually, I actually have a day off, man. And you <laughs> guys going to practice? I'm not. And I was pretty, uh, you know, that's when I realized that every team is different. You know what I mean? Like every... Organization run different things, but like you know, here was uh, it was different, it was a little bit more uh, layback. The the people uh, loved their team, don't get me wrong, you know what I mean. But like, uh, growing up in Montreal and playing Buffalo, like, and they die are for fans here too, don't get me wrong, but a little bit different. I remember uh, being at a restaurant having uh, lunch with my, my wife and my two kids at that time, and uh. I noticed a couple, like a younger couple, but like right the next like two tables away and they just watching. They're done eating, but they're just waiting and watching us eat. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's pretty creepy. I don't know what they're doing, but like ask for the check. And when I get asked for the check, like, you know, those two people came in. It's like, hey, you know, Mr. Dumont, like they call you like Mr. Dumont. I'm like, uh <laughs> Yeah, they said like, hey, we don't want to bother you like you're eating with your family, but would you mind just like, you know, signing an autograph? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You guys waiting 45 minutes. You guys got to come in right away. It's like, oh, no, we didn't want to disturb you. You're here with your kids. And in Montreal, like the waiter, somebody would literally grab a chair and came sat with us. Like, you know what I mean? To ask for an autograph. It was different here, right? And it's always been that way, right? You know what I mean? It's a little bit different. It's a little bit more laid back.
2: What are your thoughts on nashville in their direction now barry trotz your former coach that you love and now he's come full circle and he's the um general manager of the nashville predators looking to clearly make changes um just moved on ryan johansson um, they've traded so many players away in the last little while. Are look, are they looking to restock the cupboard and change the whole organization?
1: I, I think uh, what's going on here in Nashville right now is just that they notice that the team that kind of have success, like they play fast. Uh, they did draft some really good young players that coming in the system. I think they try to make room for those guys. Uh, obviously, like I said, I really enjoy playing uh, under Barry trust here, but... A-ring Trotsy now, you know I mean? I wish again, right? I mean, the Trotsy was like that back then too, right? Because back then, like, Trotsy was not saying like, oh, you know, we got to play fast and, you know, make splash and stuff like that. Back then was like, you know, like, get to the blue line, get the puck deep, you know what I mean? Lock it
2: down, good defensively.
1: Yes. And now it's more like, you know, let's be like fun to watch as well, right? Because to be honest, uh, it's always been a business. We know that, but you know what? Sell, right? You know what I mean? Winning games 2-1 or losing 2-1 doesn't sell, right? You know what I mean? Like, you got to make yeah. it exciting, and but you want to win, but you got to find a way. So I think Trotsy's trying to bring that here now.
2: Did you hear what he has told all of, all of his scouts for this year?
1: Yeah. Go he told that. the yeah.
2: scouts, he told the scouts, be risky, take yeah. risks. Look at dynamic, high-end skill. I'm looking for, I'm looking for players that are special.
1: I will not be surprised. There's another big trade coming in, and we're gonna go for uh, Mischkov. You know, I mean, the Preds gonna go get Mischkov. Like, you know, like probably, like I will not be surprised. I will not be surprised. There's a big trade coming, but yeah, they made some big move here. You know, I mean, some guys that been here and. Uh, uh, you know play some really big hockey for the preds and now like i said like uh and and like i said i think it was a good move for the, for the preds you know i mean to create some room but i think colorado is getting a really good player that uh, i think there's still some good uh, some good hockey left in uh in big joe there to go you know especially on the second role uh, second line role there like i think he's going to he's going to have a really good season there in colorado
0: let me ask you this um danny brier Mike Greer and Chris Drury. All general managers and high executives of NHL teams. Any surprised by this? I
1: remember playing with those guys, PD. You know what I mean? Like, they were just calm, even when Breer and Drury was snapping quick. Always calm, like, you know what I mean? The kind of player like uh, they were, like the way they handled themselves and speak and stuff like that, you can definitely think, yeah, I can see it. Personally, like, if you would ask me, I was like, yes, in a heartbeat. But I thought the first one, to have a role like that back then, the player that I played with, like in Buffalo that year, I, I thought it would have been like Tepo Numenen. I really thought that Tepo would have been like in the position and like, you know, before those guys, you know what I mean? Like a few yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah. Yeah. right? But uh, no, like totally deserve putting the grind. And I think they're going to do an unbelievable job, you know, like yeah. Rizzi is getting a little bit tougher job. I think uh, what he was handled in San Jose and in Denny B two, And don't get me wrong, like all, all of them, it's a tough job right now. All right. Looking forward to see those guys in Nashville uh, next few days. So uh, it's been a while uh, I didn't see uh CD and uh, I saw Greasy a few years ago here, like uh, when he was coaching, but uh, uh, it's going to be fun to see those guys again.
0: Last thing I'll ask you from uh, the outsider's perspective, how do you, how are you enjoying watching the Sabres kind of grow out of this 12 year shithole?
1: Hopefully. And like I said, I'm saying that because I remember, like, you know, like I said, I love to go back. Uh, you know, I do I do co- go back quite a bit and I do stuff with the alumni. And like every the last five, six years, there's always like a little light right at the end of the tunnel. I'm like, oh, man, OK. But there's always like, OK, now the GM, you know, got fired or like, you know, I mean, there's always some big change that almost put the schedule back, you know, a few years. And now like you're looking at this lineup, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, like the way that, you know what I mean? Like when I was there looking at the young guys, like wanted to be there, I really felt that it was like 2005, 2006 again. You know what I mean? Like the young core, they want to be there. They want to play with each other. You know what I mean? Like guys are buying house. It's not like just like, oh man, I'm renting and I'm out of here. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so there's something special there. Hopefully that uh, just keep going up. Uh, What happened that year for us, right? I mean, like in 2006, it's like we were young. The expectation, like nobody was expecting anything. That's the difference right now. People like, you know, the fans are looking. It's like the expectation. We got to remember that we're still a young team, right? I mean, like... If they all gonna stick together, like you know, they're gonna still go into pains, right? I mean, like we're gonna have some tough loss. Those guys will learn and grow, right? I mean, and you you just add a few missing pieces, and I think that uh, it's gonna be fun. But they're definitely fun to watch. I was fortunate to watch a few games live this year, and uh, watching them on TV, like they're fun to watch. Uh, They just they just play uh, hockey that you know for the fans. But uh, I think that's uh, that's the mix they have to do, right? I mean, they have to make it fun. Fans deserve. uh, to have a, a good team in front of them, but in the same time they have to clear a few things, right? You know I mean, like they have to play a little bit better defensively, I think that uh to be able to win some games, right? You know, but in the same time they don't want to play that boring game that that the fans will not come watch. But you gotta do you got to find right. the happy medium here.
0: It's been awesome having you on, man. I was I was thinking about uh playing with you a few years or a few or a few days ago when I knew you were coming on. And I thought about the time I was a healthy scratch and you were just coming off an injury. So you started skating with the team, but we were in Boston and we weren't playing and we knew we had a day off the next day and we were winning. So you were like, Hey, let's go to the uh, upper concourse, grab a big hot dog and have a beer just kind of right. We'll hide. (laughs) No one's going to see us. Do you remember this? Yeah. So, Riv, JP and I are walking down the hallway in our suits with a hot dog and a beer, and we go and we turn to go down one of the aisles to go sit in the upper level and just have our hot dog and beer while we watch the game, and we turn, Darcy Regear stands. (laughs)
1: They love that stuff back then, man. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, the guys like they just want to see guys to like you know enjoy themselves. Like I mean, at the same time, like make sure we worked hard and, and thing But like, yeah, I remember, uh you know, stuff Do you remember like what that. we
0: did. Do you remember what we did? We turned to walk the other way, and I threw out both of mine, and you kept yours. <laughs> No, you well, know I mean, there was dog. no way
1: I was playing anyway. So, like, you know, you probably had a you, you had a, a little hope that you were going to get dressed uh-huh. the next game. I, oh. I knew I was not playing.
0: so oh, I just <laughs> didn't want to get sent down. Oh, you're the best, man. <laughs> you're the best. It was yep. great hanging out with uh, thanks, thanks, you. Thanks, JP. Thanks, guys. With? Really appreciate it. I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, I can't wait till you're back. I'll be there. That's a wrap on another episode of After The Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After The Whistle and at Rave 52 at the instigator 76 and you can find us as you already know on apple spotify and youtube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast thanks for tuning in don't forget to spread the word